If you are just joining us this morning, uh, welcome, first of all. Uh, and Denny Long is off today. He'll be back business as usual, though, uh, when next you tune in to hear him on uh, Saturday or Sunday morning. Uh, John Hines filling in and happy to have the opportunity. And joined uh, this morning by Luke Panic from Linda's Construction to talk about, well, Luke is the deck expert. So he's got, he, he knows all things decks. Um, he's built decks that will be long here uh, after the, the next civilization comes in. Maybe I'm overstating that, Luke. Hey, good morning. Thanks for being on with us here at News Talk 830 WCCO. Talk a little bit about uh, some decks and, and other questions. You're capable of answering other questions, too, especially as they, re, as they relate to Lindis Construction. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's nice to be on with you, John. Well, thank you very much. So, hey, let me ask this question because it, it seems um, to be like a logical question. If people have decided, let's say, that they want to start with a deck. They, they had a, a house, oftentimes some new construction, and they leave the uh, deck off thinking, well, let's wait and see what our living needs turn out to be and such. I mean, this is a good time to be planning that sort of a thing, isn't it, Luke? It's a great time. It's a it's a it's a perfect time if you're looking for a deck or you've been thinking about it for a while. And, and you're right, John. There's a lot of homes building. Of course, is going crazy, and there's a lot of homes being built. And I drive around and I see a lot of new homes that just have a patio door out to nowhere. Yes. And you know, and, and sometimes they're on homes that have been there for a while. It's like they they almost got done and they forgot. And, and you know, a lot of times construction of a new house, you know, I know what happens. You end up getting the nicer countertops and the nicer flooring, and pretty soon you, you burn up the budget and the deck is an afterthought. But then but then pretty soon you're like, dang it, this, this door to nowhere needs something. And, and uh, so it's a, it's a great time of the year, if that's your case, your scenario, it's a great time of the year to talk about uh, a deck and, and get it done this summer because we're all anxious to smell charcoal and, and be part of the backyard for sure. Absolutely right. So the, the question, I mean, because it's so funny when you talk about driving around, seeing homes with those patio doors to nowhere, especially if they're coming off the master bedroom upstairs. Not not a good plan. But um, you, you see that, what is it, like a 2 by 12 or 2 by 10 that is oftentimes underneath that, uh, or what I would call a 2 by 12 I'm, I'm sure my terminology is all incorrect, Luke. But it's it just like, but that's like their start place right for hanging the deck uh for for getting yeah. the construction going that's right that's called a ledger board and it's usually a two by ten um and the builder oftentimes slaps that on there so that it's ready to go usually we need to remove that and and, and start over but uh it, it sometimes people think well this is this is the deck we have to have because this is the ledger board that's there no, no, it's a blank canvas. You can <laughs> you can build a deck however you want. That that board doesn't really mean anything. Uh, it it just means that hey heck, uh, it's easy to put on before we put the siding on, so they they throw it on there. But that's called a ledger board. It's usually a two by ten, uh, but truthfully, it uh, we usually remove it and, and adjust it anyway, so it doesn't it doesn't mean much. As we would say, you're not married to that board, so no. we, we can no. we can move on from there. Yeah. So, but does it make any difference 
Um, I mean, people say, well, it's got to fit outside this door. And it, I mean, because you can go well beyond on either side of that patio door, right? I mean, there's, I would guess that pretty much the sky's the limit with the, with the bracings and the things that are out there these days, Luke. We do decks that go from the one corner of the house all the way to the other corner of the house. And we do decks that are just a stairway off that door to let the dog out to the backyard. I mean, it, and really in everything in between. Um, ah. It seems more, more, more popular than ever to have some sort of a screened in room outside there with a deck attached to it. Because I think, I think primarily we get, especially in Minnesota and in the Midwest, we get so cooped up all winter long that we, we cherish our outside time more than other places. And so we want to spend as much time as we can out there. We don't want to be bothered by bugs. We want to have some shade. Uh, so the, the screen rooms are real popular too. Well, you know, and I know this is a question you, you, I, I don't know, I should say, but I'm assuming it's a question you can't answer over the air without seeing, uh, the space or whatever, but it's a simple question that came in via text at six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. And anybody can text their question and you don't have to limit to decks and such. But this question says, what is an average cost uh, today uh, of a 12 by 16 three season porch? Uh, I, I don't imagine you can answer something like that, but, but uh, give me a, I don't know, a, a starting point or something of that nature, Luke, is that possible? Absolutely. Um, and we have, we have decent data on this um, and where you get the, that data is from building permits. When, when, a, when, you, when you want to build a, a room like this, um, you go to the city and you get a permit for it, and they're going to want to see a couple of things. They're going to want to see a design. Uh, they'll do what they call a plan review. They want to know that you're building it on the right side of the house and not onto your neighbor's uh, pond. <laughs> you know, so they want to know where it's going to be built. And then they want to know what you're going to build or not. You know, they want to know every single detail. And then also what you're going to have to write on that permit application is how much it's costing you. So we know. Um, and even though it's a, a wide location, is how much it's costing you. So we know. Um, and even though it's a, a wide range, we know that on average these, these three-season rooms cost anywhere from $75,000 up to $125,000. And, and the reason that it ranges so much is that the, the way in which you finish these rooms can vary quite a bit. You know, are they wired with, uh, you know, Cat5 and cable and, and, and TVs all over? Do they have a fireplace? Or are they just a basic screen room that isn't finished on the inside at all? So there's dramatic. It's it's it, it's the the frosting on the cake, is is what is is the really determining factor of how much a room like this costs. But that seems to be the range overall for a three season room. Do you think too often when people, especially when we're starting out price conscious, Luke, that we underbid or underestimate what we want to do for a size? I mean. 
it's, you know, we used to say back in the day, go out and, and buy the most expensive home you can afford uh, because, you know, it will, you'll get to it. So, so don't scrimp on something that you're doing like this. That would be my take. And again, it's, I know it's, it's not, it's not your money or it's not my money uh, that I'm spending, but, <laughs> but still. It's easy it, to spend other people's money. It's easy. Well, yes. And the idea of a three season, uh, it's like, well, how much more would it take to make it a four season, um, and where sure. you could actually have some insulation and some, uh, have it glassed in or such. Uh, so there's, there's well, lots of opportunities there. It, you really got to ask yourself this. Do I want to, when I sit out in this space, do I want it to feel like another living room or do I want to be able to hear the birds that, you know, either you want to feel like you're outside or you don't. And so that's where you decide, do I want three season or four season? They're both, they're both lovely. Um, if it's three season, you get a heck of a lot more use out of it than if it's an open deck. And if it's four season, you'll get more use out of it than if it's a three season. So right. all of those things are, are something to consider. But um, overwhelmingly, I have never had a customer call me back and say, boy, th- in my 20 years of doing this, I've never had someone call me back and say, you know, I just—it's too roomy. I feel like I got too much space. I have had plenty of people call me and say, "You know, boy, it's a little tight. I wish we would have gone to 16 feet." But the, the that conversation, John, always starts with, "What is the furniture you want to put in this room? Is uh-huh. it sofas? Is it a dining room table? Is it what do you see yourself doing?" And then we could give people good advice on, "Well, here's the space you're going to need to to do to do that." You know. So that, that, you know, typically that's where the conversation starts. Show yes. me the furniture. Tell me about the furniture you want to put in here and, and how many people are going to be in here. What are you doing in here? Are you playing cribbage on a small table or are you, are you having a turkey in the middle of a big feast? <laughs> are you going to put a sports bar in here? What, what yeah. is it that, that, yeah, you're exactly. trying to, that you're trying to do? Well, this is the thing. Um, I had where I used to live. I had, uh, I just loved it. I, I went into the store and I laid down on it first. It was a wicker couch because um, mm-hmm. I wanted to. I wanted to see how it felt so I could lay on it on a Sunday afternoon and take a nap out there. Right. Well, uh, but what happens is it's like it's wonderful. It was so comfortable, but I couldn't walk around the front of it very well. There was no room mm-hmm. for a coffee table. So I see what you're yeah. saying. Tell me first what you want to put inside that room. Yes. Yes. Well, it's kind of like a garage, you know. How big should I build my garage? Well, uh, show me your car. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you exactly. got a Suburban or a Prius? What, what do you got? <laughs> exactly right. Hey, again, questions for Luke. Keep them coming. And by the way, that question about the person who asked average cost of a uh, 12 by 16 three-season porch, um, one of your guys, you, whoever, uh, could give them a, a, a guesstimate, a, a very accurate estimate, just on on a visual inspection, just to put them in a ballpark, and it would be a, a very good ballpark. So, um, oh, absolutely. Yep. 
that's the beauty of working with Lindis Construction. And you can always go to, even though we're talking decks here today with Luke Panic, you can always just go uh, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. That'll do it. Uh, or, or look it up and follow L-I-N-D-U-S. That's the way to go. Let's take this time out. We'll come back, but we'll get your questions at 651-461-9226. Or uh, that you text or talk, as a matter of fact. Uh, and somebody who can, who could, you can pass your question along far better than I can via text. So feel free to give us a jingle here. Again, 651-461-9226. And- Chatting with Luke Panic this week from... Uh, our friends at Lindis Construction. Say, Luke, are you doing decks at this time of year? Nobody. I mean, I can't imagine. Or are people just assuming that you're not? Because uh, anytime, anywhere, right? Yeah, well, almost anytime. Uh, certainly almost anywhere. But, yeah, we are building decks. Um, there are days that are just simply too cold. Tools don't want to work well, uh, and neither do our employees outside. <laughs> but for the most part, for the most part, we build decks straight through the winter. There, there are certainly days we miss, but we are able to build decks uh, throughout the year. All right. We should keep that in mind. Hey, I, I got to ask you about this because Denny brought this up, or you and Denny were going to talk about this at one point, but you never got to it. Or but, uh, Tell me the chicken coop story that you wanted to share at one point. Oh, my word. Who told you about the chicken coop? <laughs> You have to know this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was in a, I bought an old farmhouse out in the countryside, out in Wisconsin. And I had three young boys. And so this, this idea of a hobby farm sounded fun. And there was an old well house that was near the house that had a chicken coop on it. And, or we turned it into a chicken coop, mind you. And it was a winter, probably... I'm going to guess about 10 or 12 years ago, it was one of the bizarre winters where there was rain in like December and it rained and froze. And what happened was the door to the chicken coop froze shut the the bottom of the door. And it was a door that was built with laminate, like three layers of tongue and groove wood. And it was real thick and heavy and I couldn't get it open. So I'm, uh, I've always watched my father thaw things out with one of these big weed-burning torches. So I got that thing going, and I started heating up the ice and melting it so that I could get this door open. And I got the door open, was able to, you know, do whatever I was doing, water, they, water put some water out there or feed them or get, grab the eggs or whatever the case. So everything was good. And then, then I'm back in the house, and, again, this is an old, old farmhouse. It was a big four-bedroom, two-story house that didn't have – uh, I had one bathroom on the main floor, and it only had a bathtub. And I was I was taking a bath, and my wife comes running into the bathroom. She says, "The chicken coop's on fire." And I said, "You kidding me?" <laughs> You're so I go run me. out the door. I, yeah, I put on a pair of her slippers and uh, you know my t-shirt, her slippers, and somebody else's pants, and I ran out there to, in a in a havoc. To, and here the door was on fire, and it was really good, really well on fire. So I'm of course I'm thinking save the chickens. So I start grabbing chickens and I, you know, I think I got about maybe 15 or 16 chickens. I start throwing the chickens out the door. And after about 10 minutes of this, I keep realizing I've thrown out at least 30 chickens. I'm like, I don't have 30 chickens. Well, what's happening? And it was dark. 
the chickens are running back into the building just as fast as I could throw them out of the building. Because at night, you know, you learn that chickens go into, they go into their deal and they, that's where they want to be. So then I, I realized this was a worthless cause. So I ended up having to, you know, just fight the fire, um, you know, ran a garden hose out of the basement and had to fight the fire. But that is the chicken coop story that was, you know, I learned a valuable lesson about chickens. They, they don't understand basic fire safety. <laughs> yeah, everybody out of the building. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, before no. before we get to a, a, a break for for weather and and uh, and the rest here, let me uh, share this text with you uh, from a friend of ours. I see many metal pergolas, screenhouses, and such uh, added to the top of raised decks. Please speak about the benefits, the issues with adding similar to a deck. Uh, I, this, this texture says, I imagine it would need to be some sort of tied down. You can't just set it on top of the deck. What's the story behind doing something like that, Luke? Well, it's a common request and pergolas are beautiful to look at. They add architectural interest. Um, and if that is your goal, that's what you're looking for. They are a great idea. Sometimes people want a pergola for the purpose of providing shade. And they just don't do a great job of that because um, oftentimes it's the afternoon when you're looking for the shade and the sun is at a lower elevation. It just shines in underneath the the pergola. So uh, you got to understand what you want that pergola to do and whether or not it's a great idea. Overwhelmingly, people get them because they think they're going to provide shade and they just don't. Now, we build them out of a lot of different materials. Um, There's limited materials for pergolas because the the materials need to span a great distance. Usually you've got two posts out in the front and some sort of a beam going across there that then all the joists set on top of that have the little scalloped ends on to make them look decorative. And to get something that's maintenance-free, you really have to have something made out of steel or wood. Um, uh, I'm sorry, the wood isn't maintenance-free, but to have the strength to span that far, you have to use steel or wood. So... um, Uh, I'm sorry, the wood isn't maintenance-free, but to have the strength to span that far, you have to use steel or wood. So uh, they make vinyl materials, but they're not strong enough to span those great distances. So that's a challenge. What I most often will build them out of is either a wood, not cedar, but a a kiln-dried treated pine, or uh, we will use some of our steel framing materials that's made by a company called Fortress. We're, We're looking into starting to build them with that material. So that's pretty much the conversation that we have with people. Oftentimes I'm advising them to buy a really good umbrella that they can adjust for the, you know, when the sun's at different points in the day so they can get shade whenever they're out there. Ah, you know, that's usually if shade is what they're looking for, that's usually the best option. Yeah. Uh, But then you get into the bug free option too, where somebody wants to put some sort of a, uh, uh, maybe a screened in house or something on top of that deck, which I imagine is, you had me at um, no maintenance. Uh, That's that's when you get my attention, you know, and and, does anybody just, I mean, it's all composites or metals these days, right? I mean, everybody wants no maintenance or at the very least low maintenance when we're doing something. Absolutely. Um, that is, we want to spend our time doing other things. And 
the woods of the woods that we're able to get today, the natural cedars and whatnot, they just don't last like they used to. So it's popular to, to look at some materials that just involve cleaning them once in a while instead of having to paint or stain them. And they've come a long way. Um, you know, they used to be, they used to just look like cardboard. Now they, now they look like real wood. You, you know, they're very convincing. Their colors, they retain themselves. We're using one now called millboard that's made, uh, we bring it in from Europe. It's made out of, of all things, limestone. And huh. that's its core resources, limestone. And they use uh, some fiberglass and they use some resin in there to create a plank. But what's so neat about it is that they mold it. The surface gets molded onto a real oak plank. So it has the, it has real texture of a real plank. And so when you see it, you go, wow, that it feels and looks just like natural wood. Um, the company we bring it in through has a nice showroom in uh, St. Paul that people can go look at it because it's not most people haven't heard of this. And uh, we're using a lot of that now. It's it's really truly amazing product. That's the nice thing about doing business with Lindus Construction too, because uh, you guys can uh, steer us in the direction of the providers, so we can go see uh, firsthand. Uh, however, you want to go about doing this, or or have one of your your uh, your, your courteous reps come out and bring uh, samples and show it to us. Hey, Luke, let's do this. Let's take a, a, a quick time out here. We'll get an update on the forecast, which is uh, just a roller coaster of a forecast here for the next couple of days. More coming up from Lindis Construction, the home improvement uh, show here at News Talk 830 WCCO. Talking with Luke Panic, who is the deck expert at Lindis Construction, but he's much more than that. He 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 knows everything um, uh, from from Lindis Construction, where you could easy f- way to find them is one eight hundred Leaf Guard. Uh, that'll connect you to Lindis Construction for any of your questions that you may have. Am I doing that right, Luke? That's the best easy way for to remember, right? It is. That, that is one of the easiest ways. But I have to correct you. I don't know everything. I can tell you I'm far from that. Okay. Well, I was just trying to blow a little. <laughs> you're pumping little... my tires. And you're very kind. <laughs> yes. uh, but I can answer lots of home improvement questions. That's true. Um, All right. And sometimes people have more pressing issues than their deck. People are worried about insulation this time of year. They're worried about their roof this time of year with ice dams. So there's all kinds of things we can answer questions about. But certainly my favorite is to discuss deck. Okay, good. Hey, here's a question then that, that maybe you can uh, just go in that direction here. Um, I have a tall oak tree that died uh, a bur oak blight about three years ago. I would like to cut it down and use it for my fireplace mantle in our basement. But I need to have it, or do I need to have it especially dried before I use it as a mantle? Uh, what do you know about something like that? You see people who have some sort of attachment to a, a piece of wood like that. They'd like to bring it in and use it, Luke. I, I, that's, that's not unusual at all. Um, it, there's a lot of uh, trees that have been around for a long time. There's a lot of memories that can go with them. Maybe there was a swing hanging on it. You know, there, There's all kinds of stories that can be attached to, to trees. So. I completely understand that. And, yes, uh, the wood should be dried. And the reason is is because when you cut down a tree, it it's going to contain a lot of moisture. It's, it's mostly water. So w- once it's cut down, you want to have it, have it sawed into, you know, whatever shape you want, but then it should be dried uh, slowly. You, you're not 
quickly um, or things the more the quicklier it dries, it, it, it shrinks and cracks and warps more dramatically. So you want to dry it out in a controlled manner. There are places around that'll do it for you. Um, there are places if it's a nice log, they'll come out and they'll take that log and they'll harvest it for you. They'll mill it for you, and you can get a piece back from it if you want, if you want it done professionally. So that's all available and, and uh, a great thing to do, I think. Okay. You mentioned that Millburg, Millboard, Millboard um, from Europe. Somebody wanted to know, where can they learn more about this? Where can they go look at something like this, Luke? Well, if it, uh, just call it, have, you know, lindisconstruction.com or call our office. Uh, we can come out and bring uh, samples of this to you. Um, and um, we can also, they have a, um, they have a, a small showroom that you can go to. We usually, uh, they, they like to make appointments there uh, from time to time. But it's right off of Selby in downtown uh St. Paul, just north of or south of uh, 94, rather. So it, it's not far. I don't remember the uh, address number off the top of my head, but it uh, it's not it's 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 close by. It's easy to get to, and if you make an appointment, you can go in there. And they have a they have a display showing all the different uses for the material. They're even bending it now. They got a piece there. I was in there the other day, and they've got a piece that you can we can do radiuses with it. It, it bent like Ooh. a rubber garden hose. It was kind of neat. Um, and we do, you can do even uh, kind of architectural wall. Sometimes people want to enclose underneath the deck, or maybe they want to have a privacy wall to the left or the right side of their deck because the houses can be close together sometimes. And uh, so we're building decorative walls out of the material that you don't have to stain and paint constantly. So they've got all that stuff set up down there. It's, it's, uh, you can take a peek at it. All right. Here's a, a question. I think I'm getting this question right. I'm going to, I think the autocorrect had taken over for them in their text, Luke. But um, okay. hello, we have, we have Trex decking and stairs on our front porch. How can we stop this? I wonder if they mean stains on their front porch, because uh, how can we stop this? What, what's your thoughts on that one? Well, um, Trex is one of those products that I would call a composite um, and composite meaning the combination of two different types of materials, wood and PVC. And what happens with Trex and at this, I suspect this is one of their first or earlier generation products is that they didn't encapsulate their planks with uh, polyethylene, which they do now. They, they cover them with a, a coating. And back when they didn't do that, that, that sawdust is exposed. And so guess what? It still behaves like wood. You could stain it. It would uh, want it to grow mold and mildew occasionally if it's in the right sun-shade environment. And it can become difficult to clean. So those older synthetics require a lot of maintenance. They need to be cleaned a couple times a year or pressure washed to prevent it from happening again. I, I, I can't tell you how to prevent it. I can tell you that it just needs to be cleaned routinely. Uh, which is frustrating for people who bought this stuff thinking that they were doing exactly what you talked about, John, getting away from the maintenance. But that's the only way I know to remedy that is to stay on top of it and keep it clean, kind of like a tile shower. We don't think of a tile shower requiring maintenance, but if we never cleaned them, they'd get pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah, trust me. Um, <laughs> been there, done that. <laughs> been Seen there. It. Yeah, so here's a question. What do you think about retractable porch screens can you recommend a brand uh give me your thoughts on that 
there's all manner of porch screens that are retractable. Some of them you can even control with a, a remote control, which is if you want to impress people out on your porch, that's pretty cool. They make them for uh, as big as um, your your overhead garage door, you know, 16, 18 feet wide, and they have rollers in the top, and they roll up and down. So they're they're fantastic. Um, I don't necessarily have a brand to recommend, <clears throat> but there are uh, there are places locally in the Twin Cities that you can you can get those. I, uh, it's not something we use very common, but uh, I think they're great in the, in the right application. I think they're fantastic. Okay, good stuff. Uh, let me check this one here, um, Luke, for you. We have a sunroom over a deck that has a very cold. Check this one here, um, Luke, for you. We have a sunroom over a deck that has a very cold floor. How can we add insulation between the ceiling of the deck and the floor of the sunroom? Um, I'm not sure what, I'm trying to visualize that, but it's not my job to do that. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, you're common. And this is, this is, this is true of a lot of porches that stick out, you know, beyond the stick on outside. And so you're not trying to insulate, not only are you trying to insulate the walls and the ceiling, but you need to insulate the floor. So this is a great application for spray foam. So what I would do there, if it was mine, you'd have to remove if there's a ceiling above that lower deck, if there's a ceiling up there that needs to be removed so you can gain access to the, the joist cavities. And then what you do is you, you spray urethane foam in there. Um, let's say at least, you know, three to five inches is good. Um, you don't need as much foam underneath a floor as you do above the ceiling because heat is much more powerful lifting up and out than it is going down. So, But the foam does a great job of getting rid of the air movement uh, that's making that floor cold. So spray foam is the answer, but you do need to be able to access cabinets. You've got to remove the ceiling so you can get in there, spray it all in when it, when it warms up. We need to have at least 45 degrees and then uh, put, put some sort of ceiling back over it. That would be the thing to do, and that floor would be warm quickly. Well, all right, then. Let's do this. Um, there we go, 946. Let's, let's take a time out. Come back, we'll get the, uh, uh, the last break in here, and then we will uh, do a couple more questions. Again, you can send a text question at 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Same number that you can use to call in a question if you would like to do that. Uh, again, uh, 651-461-9226. Luke Panic. From Linda's Construction on the line with me, and he's already confessed to the fact he doesn't know everything, but uh, here's what happens, Luke. You opened up a, a topic, and now um, many people have questions about it. So, uh, Luke, is this new product for decks uh, more expensive than current materials? That Lindis uses to build decks is it is it the, the the thing that you're talking about from Europe is that more expensive or just different? What's the story? Uh, it is a little bit more expensive, shockingly little. Uh, and again, it's uh, probably because it doesn't go through the hands of six different material handlers, and, and we buy quite a bit of it. So 
uh, it does not cost much more than, say, your top-of-the-line TimberTech, AZEC, or Trex product. It, it's, uh, it's certainly in line with those. One of the things that's neat about the board is it's a little bit bigger. It's actually seven inches wide, so one plank covers more square footage. Uh, but so no, no, it's not. I would say no, it's not. It's, uh, it's it's right in line with the other products. And one of the things I wanted to mention before before I know we're 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 running low on time, but we we decided to help people think about spring a little bit with decks and what we're going to offer people. Uh, the next five that get ordered here after this show, we're going to give people a free Traeger pellet grill. I don't know if you've ever had any food off of a Traeger pellet grill, but they're, it's fantastic. And so the next uh, the next five decks that get ordered, for many of our designers at Lindis that do decks, we're going to give them a free grill. Oh, that's cool. That's a nice and incentive. That's and, yeah, it does. It is something that um, uh, would be good to 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 help you enjoy that new deck or whatever you're, you're, you're planning to build out there. It's February. It's, it's, this is a long month for us. It's cold. It's, it's, you know, when's the last time you smelt charcoal? You know, it's been a while. <laughs> yes. Hey, somebody wants to know too, if this product is heavier than other composite material, this, uh, this new product. It is, it, it is heavier. It's got a little bit more mass to it. It's a little bit thicker. Um, and it's, uh, it is, it is, it is a little bit heavier for sure. Okay. That's, that's easy there. So we'll figure out, uh, how, how that all which works. Also, you know, which also John makes it stronger it, because of its width. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's a stronger wood too. One of the things that people complain about with synthetic decking, oftentimes the, the synthetic decking gets put over a frame that has joists that are at 16 inch centers. And when you walk on synthetic decking, most planes that is when you step on that plank you can feel it flex a little bit oh sure makes it feel makes it feel eh, you know i don't know plasticky you know flexy that doesn't give you you know you want it to feel solid so not only uh does this wider plank help with that that's the other reason we always frame our decks with joists that are at 12 inch centers so they're nice and rigid yes we we're not building trampolines out here no (laughs) <laughs> trying to get something solid and something That's solid right. that will last for a uh, considerable period of time. Do do you have um, a favorite time of year to be uh, starting products or projects, I should say, or is any time a good time with Linda's construction? Well, any time is a great time to plan and talk about. I'm certainly, um, you know, building them, is a lot less work when we don't have to deal with snow banks and and winter hats and gloves to work. So uh, we we have to keep building decks because our backlog would be just too long if we didn't. But um, certainly the best time of the year is uh, probably honestly May. Uh, there's that window of time, you know, when it when the frost is still in the ground, yet it's yep. warm out. And yards are just, you know, they're not green yet. They're just soft and mushy because the water hasn't drained. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. probably the, that is probably the worst time because you're constantly, you know, all these materials that show up, the people, the front of the front of the house, they got to get to the backyard and we don't have helicopters. So you got to carry everything back and forth, <laughs> back and forth. And so you can imagine that there's some cattle trails like that develop from carrying materials back and forth. And when it's muddy, that's you know that's that's a tough time to build because it's just keeping sure. everything clean is such a such a challenge you know the snow is 
the snow doesn't make things dirty. But so anyway, we have to we have to deal with all of these things. But probably the best time is is made for construction, I would say. And then everybody wants their yard put back the way it was. Hey, don't forget about this deal, though, that after Luke is off for the, uh, the, the plans for decks and those things that go with it, uh, the Traeger grill offer that comes from Linda's Construction. So, hey, Luke, thank you so much for being uh, just a, a great guest. Easy for me to manipulate here or for me to not manipulate, <laughs> for, for me to handle, to talk to. <laughs> sure. And to deal well, with. I enjoyed I, it. I appreciate it very much. Denny Long will be back again the next time that we get together with Lindis Construction, uh, the home improvement show here. At News Talk 830 WCCO, make it a great week, uh, Luke, and, and we'll chat again soon, I hope. You bet. We're gonna, we've got two more dates in March that we're going to devote to DEC uh, coming up, so I'll be back for two more Saturdays in March, and we'll, we'll talk more planning and hopefully less chicken goops. All righty. <laughs> Take care.